Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Susie Hunter. We've got Yahir, a.k.a. Yaya, producing today. It's a bird call. What bird sounds like that? Uh, Grandma's. Huh? Grandma. Grandma? Grandma. That's a bird? It could be if you want it to be. I don't. (laughs) Is that what your grandma sounds like when she's yelling at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma doesn't yell at me anymore. She kind of hates me. She just gave up? She just gave up. She's like, do you, boo-boo. She hates you so much, she just gave up on you? <laughs> That's brutal. That is brutal, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this this Rockies offseason, also brutal. But we're, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we're going to continue the Helton watch, Helton 2024, hoping that we see him uh, getting into the Hall of Fame this year. We're still waiting on Rockies TV broadcast news. Um, and we have some hot takes for this very cold day. This is like the coldest weekend I have I think I've had in Denver so far. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. What did you even do this weekend in the cold? I actually stayed in. My family wanted me to go to the stock show, and I just, Ugh. I absolutely said no. Uh, now my dad seems like he's sick, and I'm like, I made the right call. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think like the stock show would be like a warm place to go. The stock show wasn't the issue inside. It was more the walking to the stock show and then yeah. walking back to the car. Because parking is crazy at the stock show. Exactly. You know, people in Colorado love their stocks. They they really do. So the stock show, this is like Wall Street stuff, like trading stocks, right? That's what it is? I mean, that's where Wall Street originated from. They traded their cow <laughs> stocks that's back That's the and origin forth. of the word. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of <laughs> similar, I guess. No, uh, my friends, uh, my friends went to the stock show and they were like, oh, there's no parking. You guys have to park at Coors Field. And that's far. That's maybe a 20 minute drive. Yeah. They were like, "Okay, so you want us to park at Coors Field and then like Uber over? Like that's like I think they like squeezed into a spot that like didn't exist or something. Not a good time. Just like Rocky games. Never a good time. (laughs) Oh, man. Never a good. I don't know. I think we're having a good time right now. I'm having a stressful time right now. I'm having a stressful time. I'm stressed out about Todd Helton and his chances of getting into the Hall of Fame this year because it is close. It was close last year in the wrong direction. I hope it's close this year in the right direction. We don't know. We don't know. I've been, of course, keeping track of the Hall of Fame tracker. And right now, with about 43% of votes in, Todd Helton is sitting at about 83%. You need 75% to make it in. And, yeah, the tracker. The tracker is, like, the tab that is just always freaking open. I mean, Todd, if Todd gets in, man, it just kind of gives the Rockies some legitimacy 
to like as an organization, it feels like they've just kind of been floating around since they've existed, like with no real yeah background or real history getting yeah. taught in there. You got the Blake Street Bombers, mm-hmm. but to me, when other people talk about it, it feels it's more like a an antidote instead of part of baseball history. Yeah, it's like a cool little quirky thing that happened instead of like. Hey, this is where Colorado started its baseball with Vinny, with El Gato, and yeah. all these guys. I just think it's it, it really legitimizes the Rockies and having two Hall of Famers. Yeah. And one that spent their whole career just with Colorado, not like Larry Walker that yeah. kind of went to the Cardinals, Expos, and all these things. So yeah. I, to me, get Todd getting in, it's like a new era of baseball coming into Colorado. Yes. What we need is for Larry Walker to walk. <laughs> so Todd Helton can run because, yes, uh, Larry Walker, our first Rockies Hall of Famer, but also had the chance to kind of like prove his numbers playing for a team that played at sea level. So it's definitely different. And the Coors Field narrative is hitting us hard this this time around. And it's it's been brutal. And the thing is, so like we were talking about this, like just upstairs in the office and everyone's like, oh, like, what do you think the chances are going to be? Do you think he's actually going to get in? I'm like, it's going to be close. I hope it's close in the better direction. But Here's the thing, like, there are so many writers, there's, like, this trend now where writers are like, you know what, even though I've been so generous with my votes beforehand, now I'm deciding to reel it in and, like, only vote for two guys. I don't know, I feel like a lot of these guys are on a power trip because, like, I mean, they're just, like, they're baseball writers. Like, you know, you work your whole career not making a lot of money. Like, you, it's a it's a tough industry. And, uh, like, this is kind of the only power some of these guys have, apparently, is, you know, deciding who is in the Hall of Fame and who's not. So I feel like that power's being abused a little bit. It also comes down to narrative, right? Like The narrative. narrative. Like, if you hear one guy that you admire your whole life bring up the course field effect mm-hmm. and always bring in that course field, course field, once it's time to vote, that narrative is going to be stuck in your mind because the writer that you admired, an analyst that you admired, brought it up so many times over their mm-hmm. career that it's like, if he said it, why would he be wrong? Yeah. And at some point, that narrative has to change. And I think Todd's going to be that changing point. Mm-hmm. I think Larry helped the conversation to start. But Todd has to be the guy that brings it all home and be like, hey, you know what? We're baseball players, yeah. too. We're not just playing at altitude. And that's why we win. Yeah. And also, like, again, it's not easier to play at altitude. It's actually harder. It's harder on your body every single day. So the course Field effect, yeah, like, you get a couple extra home runs. But it's harder to play your whole career here at Elevation where you're up, you're down, you're constantly readjusting yourself. Um, I think the Coors Field effect should be uh, it should be an extra reason to vote for someone instead of a deterrent. I think also, like, with all due respect, the organization should actually be even out the Coors Field effect, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The organization, how it's been run. Hmm. the last 20 years and how it's oh you mean all the decisions that have been made yeah it should actually count for the player Mm -hmm. because that's part of the thing too like he could be a great player never win anything because you need a a team to win Mm -hmm. not just a player at the end of the day right i wonder if writers are holding it against the rockies organization in general because it's kind of known that like they don't operate like other teams, other major league baseball teams do. And it's been said, I know there have been lots of articles about it. I think Nick Groke was the one who like wrote a couple of articles for the athletic, uh, about this, not this specifically, but just like how the Rockies like don't always operate the same way as other major league teams and how 
people like view, just view the Rockies really poorly, especially recently with a lot of the decisions that have gone absolutely south. Some decisions have not aged well. All right, back to Todd Helton, though. I loved this comment from a Ridge Rocky fan on Twitter. Um, they said, I'm still worried he'll fall one or two votes short, still trying to understand why three voters who voted for him last year felt compelled to remove him from their ballots this year. That is exactly what we are wondering, too. I would love some explanations, but these writers aren't explaining themselves. I wish we had transparency. I wish, like, if you're going to take a vote away from a guy that's right on the cusp, what's your problem? What's your deal? What's your beef? Tell me or vote better. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I think that's the part that hurts the most, right? That you, there's no reasoning behind it. There's, there's like, no reason. And if there is, we won't know it. And then we, they just, to us, they look like assholes. Yeah. And to them, they look like the most intelligent people in the world. Well said. Wow. Spot on, Yaya. That's my biggest issue with this. If you tell me why you're not voting, whether I agree with you or not, I'm like, all right, this dude's just not being an asshole. I'm all for it. But if you're not going to tell me, you just don't know what you're talking about then because you're not doing things like it should be done. Yeah. And of course, like, it's all like dudes on the East Coast, right? It's writers on the East Coast who uh, have not seen a lot of the Rockies. And I don't think they are qualified enough to uh, tell me that Helton's not good enough for the Hall of Fame. They're simply not. They don't know how this air works. They don't know how, I don't know. I, the re, we were talking about this with Manny last week. He was on the show twice, two days in a row <laughs> because of technical difficulties. But he, um, uh, oh my gosh, totally lost my train of thought now. Oh, well, <laughs> it wasn't important. <laughs> the Celsius is not hitting yet. Why is my Celsius that I chugged right before the show not hitting yet? Uh, the burrito kind of countered it. Right, I did start eating it. Yep. I have a burrito just off screen. <laughs> just it's, off uh, screen. It's burrito, burrito Tuesday. Burrito Tuesday. Michael in the chat. I think Helton is in as well as Wagner, but the fact that Andrew Jones isn't in the Hall of Fame already is ridiculous. And this is a Mets fan saying that. Yes, Michael Rusko, a Mets fan. Uh, so he's suffered. He's suffered his entire life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the show of when like my friend Amanda came on and she was like, oh my God, thank God I wasn't raised a Mets fan. What to be like a loser my whole life? Like, and she like meant it too. Like, it's just like. Michael, we still love you though. We Whether still you love you. Not, we no, love you, Michael. He, he's Great good guy. people. He's Connecticut people. Connecticut people yes. are good people. East Coast people are good people. In Most general. of them. Unless you're, unless you're a Hall of Fame voter who didn't vote for Todd Helton, then you suck. That's only like less than 1% of the population out there. Less which is, than 1%. So you, that's not going to drag you guys down that low, trust yeah. me. Connecticut has such a strong Rockies connection because they have the Yard Goats currently out there as the AA affiliate. They had the New Haven Ravens, too, which were also a Rockies affiliate. They're Rockies people, too. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, just I'm not. I'm not against East Coast. I'm against the East Coast bias. Not against yes, the East I'm Coast. Yes, I'm against the East Coast bias. Not against uh, East Coast attitude. Um, Michael in the chat. Hey, I saw them win the '86 championship. That's a great point. I'm sure it was fun. It was long before I was born. So to me, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> long before you were born? Long before I was long? born. Okay, I'll give you that one. So long. Met decades. Just, I'm 12 years old. That's actually a decade before I was born. Oh, you like, are so young. A literal decade <laughs> before I was born. Oh my gosh. Hey, Will in the chat. New Britain was also a Rockies affiliate. I mean, it was the same organization as the Yard Goats. New Britain was a Rockies affiliate. 
um, right when, uh, right before the yard goats came into existence. So like they, the affiliation had switched right before they moved to Dunkin' Donuts Park. So I kind of consider it to be the same. Trevor Story played in New Britain. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Rocky legend, future Hall of Famer, Trevor Story. Um, is he a future Hall of Famer or is he just like... On, gonna, on par with all of our broken bobbleheads around here. He's a little broken right now. Is he going to be like an all-time good, not great guy? He might be. And like that sucks. That sucks. I just feel like his luck has been awful since going to Boston. Of course, Boston struggled, uh, you know, on their own. But like he's been injured. He like had like food poisoning or something at the start of last season. Like he's just like. He's, I feel like Trevor Story is on the struggle bus. Yeah, I mean, like, playing in that C-level uh, air really makes your body kind of start <laughs> crumbling. And that's he's what just I'm crumbling. About. Yeah. He honestly, maybe he's just like, I can't handle the humidity. I mean, I can't handle the humidity, <laughs> but I'm a bigger guy. So. It's so, Boston's like so freaking humid in the summer. It's just like a little, little armpit. I think Trevor Story's going to go down with a player like Gobaldo Jimenez, um, mm. maybe a Tulo. Tulo and him are like exact comparisons in my opinion like yeah Ray after leaving Colorado had a couple good seasons but are struggling injured a lot mm -hmm. of crazy things happening to me it's always going to be that Carlos and Cargo Carlos uh Cargo and Matt Holiday are also exactly the same yeah to me. and those kind of guys are always going to stick together in my opinion Matt Holiday is also on this Hall of Fame ballot for the first time he is 0.6 percent of the votes I think he gets in eventually. I think eventually he might have something. He might not make it to the next ballot, though. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Matt Holland is making it in from writer voting. I mean, writers suck. That's I'm, why we're podcasters, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not not a writer, but. <laughs> and part of you sucks. There we go. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like most of me sucks. Honestly, like uh, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, all right. Hey, you know what? Any final thoughts on your heart, anyone, about Todd Helton before uh, we transition? One last thought. It's yeah. Todd was my childhood. Todd was my whole baseball life, basically. Mm -hmm. Todd getting in, it's going to be a great moment, just not for me, but plenty of people in Colorado. And I think, I, how I said it before, it's going to solidify Colorado as a baseball city mm -hmm. and an actual location where people can win and create a whole career and legacy in and that's what i want more than anything here i love that i love that you know what it's so funny anytime like we anytime i talk about like the todd helton party that we're having here at the bar like people are like oh i loved him like even earlier today like i emailed something about something i wanted to order for this party and he was like i had todd helton on my fantasy team like i love him like like oh <laughs> yes todd's the dude he is He's the, the dude. dude you got the duke we got the dude yes exactly Hey, Albert, thanks for joining in the chat. Hey, guys, let's thank Circle K for joining the DNVR fam because they are one of our newest partners. Have you heard about the Circle K Inner Circle? It's a free membership. Uh, you just download the app and enter your email and phone number, and you're going to get 25 cents off a gallon for your first five fill-ups. Your first five full polar pops are free. Every sixth item is free for a few items like their pizzas or things from the roller grill or dispense beverages, donuts. And uh, I, I, have you heard about the snack cart? I have not explained it to me. Since. We're, no, we're getting like a snack cart for the studio. Ooh. Just like Circle K snacks. I don't know the logistics of it. I just know that the snacks are here. 
Man. They're in the building. Circle K, dude. Shout out. I, I just moved and I live right next to Circle K. It's become my new grocery store and I'm not ashamed because they have great prices, great deals, and they have all the snacks. Do they have produce? Some of it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Their breakfast sandwich is kind of really good. I usually Wait, don't trust. like They have a good breakfast sandwich? I usually don't trust gas station breakfast sandwiches, <laughs> but this Circle K one's elite. I ate it the other day. Mwah. What's on it? It's a regular one. It's like something that you can get at a competitor, but just better quality. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm actually a huge breakfast sandwich girly, so I will probably have to try this at some point. But, yeah, Circle K, uh, uh, go to the link in our bio or go to circlek.com slash inner dash circle to find out how you can sign up, download it. But, yeah, download the app and just, like, rake in those discounts on your gas. In this economy, you can't afford not to. It would be simply just insane. Speaking of, all right, NFL season's over for me, by the way. NBA season's still going, guys. Um, uh, Bet365, never an ordinary time. At Bet365, they do not do ordinary. They believe every sport should be absolutely epic. And right now, new customers can choose between two offers when they open an account at Bet365. But make sure you are using promo code DNVR365. Uh, and you're gonna. So here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna deposit ten dollars, and then this is where the magic happens. Bet and get. You can place a bet of five dollars or more and get hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets or the first bet safety net. So you're gonna, if you place a bet up to two thousand dollars, and if your bet is qualified for this, if you lose, you will get a matched refund in bonus bets. Absolutely incredible, especially if you're like kind of just starting to get into gambling, kind of afraid of risking that money there's a safety net for you with bet365 so whatever the sport whatever the moment it is never ordinary at bet365 they've got some really good nba offers too if you place a 50 dollars bet on um one or more um I'm sorry, $50 bet or more on a pregame or live in-game same game parlay on any NBA game, you can get $25 in bonus bets to use across any sporting event. So they've got the deals for those. Take advantage of that yeah. parlay tonight. Nuggets, Sixers, I know Susie is conflicted, but put on Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. in Joel Embiid points, and then you can choose a money line, maybe somebody else. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Like, it's easy for you. They're making it on one of the biggest nights in basketball because when these yeah. two face off, is a mm-hmm. pretty must-watch TV. Huge, huge matchup tonight. Exactly. It's and obviously fun. one that I'm personally very invested in. Yeah, you're torn. You're torn. I, of course I'm torn. I, I love Philly. <laughs> like, I'm a Philly guy. You know me. But Sixers is the only team I can't get behind. Only team. Ah! I love everybody I love else. And that's the only team I hate with the passion out there. Yes. This is, like, a stressful couple of weeks for me in terms of, like, the Sixers and the Nuggets playing each other because, like, they're in Philly now. And then next Saturday, so right after Rockies Fest, by the way, is when the Sixers are playing here at Ball Arena. Yeah, against our Denver Nuggets. Just don't expect Joel Embiid to play in Denver. He apparently never. I where there was that missing sign like behind me, and I did like a whole show and didn't even realize that like there was like all this Joel Embiid slander behind me, and I was so offended by my coworkers. But it's truthful slander. He hasn't played in Denver in about four years. (laughs) 
listen, that that elevation man, <laughs> he's already so tall. He's already so high up. So is Jokic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have an excuse. I don't know what's going on in Embiid's head. Oh my gosh, hold on. We're still doing this ad read. I have to. I have to say the disclaimer must be 21 or older to use bet three, six, five and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem and wants help call or text one 800 gambler again, must be 21 or older. Please gamble responsibly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I almost got us arrested by not reading the disclaimer. Real quick, we do have a well commenter in the comments yeah. saying MLP Pipeline released their top 10 right-handed pitcher prospects for 2024. Chase Dollander is at number eight. That's crazy. Huge. That's huge. But also, I think that is so early to put him so high on that list because we just drafted him. We did meet him, though. We met him. His family came to Coors um, uh, right after he was drafted. So he's such a nice guy, and I think he will have a great career. I'm shocked that they put a pitching prospect for the Rockies up that high. But I'm fascinated. Are you, though? Because you're more excited about what you don't know than what you already know. Right. Oh, so it right. Comes down it's the to, mystery of it all. It, Ooh. it all comes down to like, hey, like, and it's also only right-handed prospects. It's not all pitcher prospects. So it's only right-handed ones. So that. But there's the, a lot of right-handed pitchers there out is, there. But you know, it also dilutes the pool a little bit. It takes away like maybe mm. all the way around. He was number twenty, but you take some of those left-handers, and it helps, and it just kind of brings him down to the top ten spot. Mm -hmm. And also, like how I said, he's a rookie. There's so much excitement around him, and they think that he's gonna get opportunity after opportunity because yeah. the Rockies don't have rocky uh, pitching prospects. So gets, Do you you should probably host the show. These are great. You're cooking right now, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sports are sports, right? They, like, no matter <laughs> what, it's almost yeah. That's a great. That's a great take i like totally agree with you and so like opportunity is going to be given to him so you know that he's going to be have every chance to prove himself mm -hmm. where maybe uh when a pitching prospect down in, with uh st louis or new york is going to have to fight for his spot with through they're four, gonna have to fight a little harder maybe it, well, yeah, than exactly. chase dollander will be fighting exactly because you're the number one in an organization that's depleted mm -hmm. at, the, at the pitcher spot and you're going to be pushed forward unlike new york unlike tampa bay all these places that also do the same thing mm -hmm. but they have more pitching prospects that are highly touted yeah I, I, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of the Rockies are getting mentioned in some articles. I, there was an article that came out. I haven't read it. I only saw the headlines and the tweets about it. <laughs> Just like full disclosure. But apparently uh, some outlet predicted that the Rockies will win a World Series in 2033. I mean, nine years. Nolan Jones, dude, is going to be like what? 33 at that point actually he'll probably be in his prime at that point give me it give me it. i believe he'll be it throwing from the outfield with like 110 miles an hour yeah like why wouldn't you bet on nolan jones oh my god betting gosh. on the rockies in 10 years is betting on nolan jones in 10 years right that's a great point um uh, maybe i'll how far ahead can i bet on the world series i think it's only years because <laughs> it's the, just the, i can the, only bet on this one yeah, right now the, sports, the next one but sports are like we're not predicting that far ahead <laughs> oh um when i'm in vegas for super bowl week i'm gonna go to some sports books and be like okay can i place a bet on the 2033 world series please oh uh, circus sports man perfect place i was there just last weekend and i loved it great time Honestly. Oh, yeah, because the uh, Broncos game. Exactly. Two yeah. weeks ago was there. Great time. I think they're they're already booked for Super Bowl week. Oh, dude. Especially because yeah. they're having all the stuff at Circa. Yeah. Media rows at Circa. So it's, it's, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I looked it up like a while ago. I was like, oh, yeah, of course, this is hella sold out. 
But either way, go put all your sports bets on Circle Sports if you're in Vegas. It's a great time. Yes. I, I still want to do. Did you guys do the stadium swim? Kind of. It was too because it's to open. Be in. Yeah, 365 days a year. Look at this bonus ad, ad read they're getting. We were, no, but I was there. Like we did our show from the Circle Swim. It's yeah. Gorgeous. Amazing I'm gonna do TVs. a show from in the pool. Like you're, I did at my mom's house in Florida. You're not doing that. It's freely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. I mean, yeah, Vegas this time of year, it's not warm. It is not warm. All right. So we were talking about, we were just now, we were talking about right-handed pitching prospect, Chase Dollander. I want to talk about another right-handed pitcher, Dakota Hudson, the newest guy in the Rockies rotation and like such a necessary addition especially as we're watching the roster get filled out here in the offseason. But um, Dakota Hudson spent his whole career so far in the St. Louis organization. So, of course, we wanted to talk to Katie Wu, who covers the St. Louis Cardinals for The Athletic. Uh, we wanted the tea on him. We wanted to know what, what he's like. But also, I really wanted to... I wanted the inside scoop of what happened to the Cardinals last year. How did they fall apart like this? And what happened to Nolan Arenado? So, um, yeah, yeah. Do we have that interview ready and queued? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's take it away, shall we? Here's our chat with Katie Wu. Joining the pod now is Katie Wu. She covers the St. Louis Cardinals for The Athletic. Katie, how are you doing? How is your offseason going? I am great. Off-season is going well, going quickly. I, I just booked my reservations for spring training, which is kind of both exciting and scary at the same time. Um, but right now, you know, it's very cold and miserable in St. Louis. I'm looking forward to some Florida vibes very soon. I, I need that for, you know, Arizona vibes, of course. Um, yes. Do you guys get snow in St. Louis? This is a stupid question. <laughs> um, no, because when I moved here, I didn't know either until it started snowing. And I was like, what is this? Um, yes, we get snow. It's not like the East Coast snow where it's like several feet, but you know, we'll get our, our usual like snow showers. But what we really get is ice. And that oh. is where I draw the line because snow is fine, whatever. But ice you can't see. And I have done too many slips on the sidewalk and you can't drive. And I just stay in my house all day. So yeah, not a winter elements girl at all. Uh, you know what? Same. Yet I live here in Colorado. It's a, it's a problem, but it's a Susie problem, not a Katie Woo problem. I want to talk about, all right, Speaking of Katie Wu, Katie Wu, you know a guy that we just signed, Dakota Hudson, right-handed pitcher. He has spent all of his career with St. Louis, and I, we need to know a little more about him. What is he like, and what can we expect that we don't know already? Dakota Hudson, I think when he really burst out on the scene in 2019 when the Cardinals uh, advanced to the NLCS, and he was uh, a big up-and-coming star in their organization. Unfortunately, he underwent Tommy John surgery and hasn't been quite right since. Dakota is a sinker ball pitcher, so when he has the ball on the ground, he's really effective. Um, when he's in the strike zone, he's really effective. Last year, and even dating back to 2022, he had some problems staying consistently in the strike zone. But mm. when he is in the strike zone, and when he has that sinker ball working, he gets the weak contact, he has the patented double play ball. I think his stuff will play really well at cores, you know, given the fact that he's not giving up fly balls that can kind of soar out of the ballpark that we see so often. If he's in the strike zone and he's keeping guys off base, that's fine. 
Um, even though he does have a high walk rate because he can get the ground ball rate pretty easily and you have that double play chance, he can usually get out of trouble. It's when he starts walking a little bit more than you would like that things start to kind of pile on. But I think this is a great opportunity for Dakota. It didn't look like he was going to have any room in the starting rotation uh, for the Cardinals coming in 2024. Cardinals also have some top prospects knocking on the door. So hopefully Dakota can kind of reinvent himself because he has the stuff. The sinker is nasty and he knows how to elicit the weak contact that I think can make him really effective. Um, we love a pitcher who's looking for a change of scenery and maybe a little bit of a rebound season. I want to talk about what we saw from the Cardinals. I have to ask what happened last season, because I feel like all of our expectations were a lot higher and it was a struggle for you guys. Girl, I still don't know. Um, you know, I was doing a year in review story right before the end of 2023 and just reading the stories from February till September, I was still so confused. Um, and I think honestly, if you replayed the Cardinal season from start to finish in 2023, I don't think it'd be nearly as bad. I don't think they would necessarily be playoff contenders. I think what 2023 showed is there were way too many holes in that roster. Um, but I don't think they would have been a 90 loss team. Everyone underperformed everyone in in ways that like we'd never seen before. I mean, Nolan Arenado didn't win a gold glove, right? Like when have we ever said that? We haven't. And we look at the pitching staff and there were questions coming in, um, but you certainly didn't think Adam Wainwright, no, he wasn't going to be the ace, but he also, I don't think the Cardinals thought was going to be the the worst pitcher in the National League for a stretch. Um, there was a bunch of fiascos from Tyler O'Neill not hustling to Wilson Contreras not catching, to Jordan Walker being demoted because he wasn't an outfielder, yet he had only been an outfielder for half a season anyway. Hmm. So I think it was just panicking. Um, when you think about the Cardinals, they win a lot. They're not used to losing. And when the ball started rolling in April, they could never really catch their footing. And it just became the snowball effect where ultimately come July, everyone is looking around saying, we just have to pivot on this year and really hope that we can figure it out in 2024. Yeah. Wow. When you lay it all out, it's, it's so shocking. It still doesn't make sense. And of course, the one thing that I can't make sense of Nolan Arenado has never had a major league season without leaving that season with a gold glove, sometimes a platinum glove. What what happened? How how did this how did this happen to him? <laughs> Yeah, I think he's probably asking that same question. Yeah. Um, I think Nolan of, of, I mean, everyone on that in that roster is disappointed, but Nolan especially, both from a team perspective and a personal perspective, it was a down year offensively, a down year defensively. And I think um, he took the the losing season really personally because, you know, he came to St. Louis to win um, 2021, 2022, both heartbreaking ends. And in 2023, you know, I think the overall consensus was that this was again going to be a postseason team. And they were so far from it. I think it was very startling to him. Um, I also think that he'll probably be my very early pick for National League like bounce back candidate. I would expect yeah. that no one has a much better year from a stats perspective in 2024. But I, I don't think I can pinpoint one issue. I know he went to the World Baseball Classic and he, he remembered describing his arm strength as not fully built up starting the season. But, you know, he's not really one to make excuses. He also played through a really bulky back for most of the second half. Um, just all around, not a good year for, for him or for the Cardinals, but he is absolutely a huge part of their core, him and Paul Goldschmidt, Wilson Contreras, and Lars Newbar heading into 2024, and I think those guys are really itching to get started. Oh, listen, you got, I, there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. I mean, this coming year can't be worse than 2023. 
Okay, the one of my one of my favorite. Okay, yeah, don't jinx it. Knock on wood. Wait, what am I doing? I'm not here for the Cardinals. Um, okay, one last question though. Did you get to see Adam Wainwright's country concert? And do you think he's got a future? Are we gonna get a collab with Taylor Swift? Uh, you know what? I I did go to the Eras tour last year, so unfortunately, Adam, it was the second best concert I've seen. But you know. You can't win them all. I did sneak down onto the field um, after that concert, and it was really cool. There were not a lot of bright spots in that second half last year, but seeing Adam Wainwright go out, get win number 200 after really gutting it out all year long. I mean, there were times where I don't think anyone thought that he would really get there and then to end it the way that he did with the concert for the fans. First time Bush Stadium's had fireworks since, I don't know, maybe 2018. Uh, PR let me know that it was a big deal. Um, so they did the okay. concert fireworks show, his uh, retirement speech at the end, that ceremony. The Cardinals always do a great job in that. So very cool. I believe he has music available on iTunes now and Spotify. Do they even call it Stop. iTunes or is it Apple Music? How old am I? Um, <laughs> and- iTunes. Oh, my gosh. What is this, 2006? What am I doing? <laughs> Um, and I think he's going to be, he, well, I do know he's going to be a guest at our St. Louis writers dinner this weekend, and maybe we can convince him for a, for a little concert, a little acoustic set. We'll see. But uh, honestly, I think he's got a pretty good chance, you know, great pitcher, good songwriter, you know, is only going to keep getting better. I love when guys choose such an interesting chapter too, but, um, Katie Wu, thank you so much for joining the show. Do you have anything you want to plug? Where can we follow you on social media? Tell us. Um, on Twitter, KDJ Wu, Instagram, although that's mostly pictures of my cat, and that is Kath J Wu. I need to get some sort of consistency going on. And then, of course, <laughs> at The Athletic for all Cardinals news. Susie, it is so great to talk to you. Your energy is just fantastic every time, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at some point in the season. At some point. I'm going to try to sneak out to Florida, but I'll, I'll keep you updated. Please do. Come crash with me. It'll be great. Ah, oh, Say less. All right. Have a good one. See you later. Thank you so much. of talk about what we were just talking about with Katie. Um, let's shout out our friends at Pangas and Shanker because if you're injured at work, but not like Trevor Story or Tulo, if you're injured at work in a very real way, Pangas and Shanker can absolutely help you out. You can call them up, talk about your case, and they, they're not going to charge you anything until they actually win you money in that case. Because there's a lot of, a lot happens after you've been injured in an incident that was not your fault. It can be a lot. They're going to help you out. They uh, have a huge team, too, covering all of Colorado. 30, more than 30 lawyers, more than 100 staff. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycles, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So give them a call at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. All right. Someone in the chat asked if we uh, wanted anything from Wawa, by the way. Uh, that's a no. We only take things from Circle K. Yeah, please. <laughs> this is Circle K territory out here. Also, like we actually do have like real hoagies. We have Primo's. Primo's. Friend of the brand. Yeah. Primo's. This, is an, this is not an ad read for them, but it would have been it would have been a nice transition if we actually did have. But you know what uh, goes great with a hoagie? Uh, maybe a, an ice cold Breck brew creation. Is the beer of the month really still the Christmas ale? Is this like actually what's happening? I, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> uh, the beer of the month right now, still the Christmas ale, still $6 here at the DNVR bar. 
But listen, Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. I was drinking the Palisade Peach over the weekend. Uh, I was thinking I was drinking the Mountain Beach. Oh, Mountain Beach, the sour. I'm a sour guy. Mountain Beach sour is the only sour that like I will tolerate. I don't like sours. Like I don't even like sour candy. I certainly don't like sour beer. But Mountain Beach sour is like not that crazy of a sour. It's like sour and sweet. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, combo. it's got like a nice balance. So if you're if you're trying to get into sours, Mountain Beach, what a vibe! What a vibe! Oh, I have some sours that someone left at my house. If you want it, mm, I'm trying not to drink as much. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, someone brought like sour, like uh, this like six pack of sour beer to my house and like drank one and like I, I'm moving out of my house right now. So it's like, I still have like these five sours just like sitting in my fridge that no one wants. Bish. If you want a sour, I'm happy to. The biggest issue <laughs> is that it wasn't a Breck brew. If it was a Breck brew, it, if it was a Breck brew. If it was chunk. a Mountain Beach sour, it would be a totally different story. Um, this is still an ad read guys. Breck brew has been making this beer here in Colorado for more than 33 years. Are we coming up 34 years at this point? But it comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Don't forget about the Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, Let's Ride, Let's Chug, the Fun Slinger, and, of course, the Good Company Hard Seltzer. But head to breckbrew.com and use the beer locator to find your favorite brew near you. All right. So, all right, let's address some of the comments. Yes, Andrew offered us some Wawa, we appreciate that so much. Michael will take a sour. I don't know. I don't think I can mail it to you across state lines. I'm so sorry, but thanks for the sentiment. Um, Tony, are you suggesting that I drink three to six monsters, or was that in reference to something else? Uh, that's Circle K that has uh, three monsters for $6, I think. Oh, Or three dollars $3 for six monsters, which is a great deal. Damn. I maybe I'll, uh, I might be stopping at Circle K before tomorrow's show. Mix it up on the Celsius front. Get some monsters from Circle K. Big fan. Um, uh, oh, so someone tweeted this at us. I want to show you this pic. Someone tweeted this while we were talking to Katie Wu on the show. A picture. This feels like two different worlds to me because they overlapped so briefly. Nolan Arenado just giving Todd Helton the biggest, cutest bear hug I've ever seen. Like, this is love. Nolan Arenado, like, he... Uh, he he's when he's like showing his like love and appreciation for other players. It's the cutest thing to me. It's adorable. All right. We have some other comments too. Roger red says Katie looks like miles teller. Now I can't unsee this. Um, you can see it. I, I made the back to back while we were. Yeah. There's the back to back by the way. Ah, yeah, I see it. <laughs> Is she, they look alike. If you're watching us on YouTube, you're, you're loving this. If you're listening to us as a podcast, um, uh, head to about 37 minutes into the show and you'll know what I'm talking about. Katie Wu, Miles Teller, strong resemblance. Pretty funny. Pretty freaking funny. All right. What do we have uh, going on in Rocky's world? Uh, the Rockies signed a free agent catcher, Nicholas Ortiz, to a minor league contract. We don't know a ton about him. We'll probably revisit this. But again, like just kind of building out the depth at that catcher position. Because we've also lost uh, one of the depth pieces in Brian Servin recently. Also, it's so wild to me that Yancey gets traded to the Cubs. And then the Cubs have to DFA another former Rocky to make room. 
very sad. We'll keep an eye on where Brian Servant ends up. We got some hot takes on this cold day, fam. It's been a cold weekend, so I wanted everyone's hottest takes. And uh, you guys delivered on Twitter, and I love that. I big fan, big freaking fan. All right, let's. I'm gonna pull up the tweet. Oh, Yaya's got it pulled up. Let's freaking go. The hottest takes on a cold day. Nate said, we're going to get more tacos than last year. I was like, yeah, that's a good take. That's not the hottest take. I think we'll get more tacos. We don't, hmm, should we be making like a document, documenting all the times the Rockies got tacos? A taco counter? A taco counter? All right, that's what I'm doing after this show. I'm just going to like mess around and make a taco counter. Uh, Will said Kyle Freeland's going to throw a no-hitter in a home game in 2024. We have not had a Rockies pitcher throw a no-hitter at a home game ever. And Kyle Freeland came pretty dang close a few years ago. I th- if if he's going to be he could be the one to do it for sure. Best odds. Best odds. Um, Austin in the chat, his hot take, the Rockies will be playing competitive baseball games in September. Not saying they will make the playoffs, but it's going to be a leap forward. That, I think, is a very spicy take. I personally disagree with you. I don't think it's going to be competitive in September. Nothing against what we've got. I just think we have too many young players who are still going to be kind of figuring things out. That's my take. Garrett in the comments, Chris Bryant is going to play 150 plus games this season with 30 or more bombs. I would love to see that happen. I would love to see Chris Bryant just play more than 100 games this season. Baby steps, baby steps. Wrap him in bubble wrap and send him out there. Uh, Jackson said, pathetic that this feels like an ultra hot take, but I think the expectations are so wildly low that it will be Rockies will have a top 20 starting rotation this year. I feel like that's actually possible. I feel like also it's possible for the Rockies to have a really good starting rotation. Also top 20 starting rotation. That's not even like that. It's for the Rockies. After I said it, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, top 20 isn't even like. It is for the Rockies. If you said top 15, uh, at least I'd be like, okay, we're trending in the right direction. So you're just saying that the Rockies aren't going to have the worst rotation. (laughs) I'm like actually going to freaking cry. This is so funny. Will in the chat. There has never been a Denver player, even before the Rockies, throw to a to throw a nine inning no hitter at home. So it didn't even not even not even for the Bears. That's wild. I mean, yeah, way before your time. You weren't even alive when the Rockies came into existence. Kyle Freeland was born like a month after the Rockies came into existence. Uh, Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? Rockies are 93, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even born. Yeah, yeah, but also uh, Kyle Freeland's 30th birthday was like during the 30th anniversary season. You can't script this better. He is our dude. <laughs> He's our dude. That's how you know. He was just like literally born to be a Rocky. Rockies are going to have the Hall of uh, uh, Hall of Dudes. Hall of Dudes. He's a dude. <laughs> She's a dude. We're all dudes. Do you even know that reference, Yaga? Uh, no. <gasps> I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Hey. Oh, man. Oh, 90s TV was so lit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry you weren't alive for any of it. It's really disappointing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. It's not your fault, but I'm going to send you some YouTube clips after this. Let's get back to these hot takes because they're keeping me warm on this very cold day. Oh, where did my tab go? 
Um, where where are my hot takes? Where are my hot freaking takes? Um, oh, Skyler had a hot take. Ezekiel Tovar will not be a Rockies starter in 2026. 